Welcome back to Love, Life, and Legacy, the podcast dedicated to helping you navigate these hypersexualized times. And in today's episode, I'm doing something different. I'm doing something what is called new. And that is, I'm going to talk about something. It's a solo cast, but I'm going to be doing it with music to just kind of make it a little bit more fun, to make it a little bit more like a soundtrack. I've got a soundtrack to back this. And if you like this, please let me know because I can do more like this. There's a ton of topics that I'd like to convey as a solo cast, but I do think they'd be more enjoyable together with music. So yeah, let's get into it. We're going to be talking we, meaning me. We'll be talking about spiritual nakedness and how important that is, what the process is to become spiritually naked. And don't worry, it's not weird. It's actually very practical, but how that impacts your relationships with your family, friends, and especially how it impacts your marriage or your future marriage. And it's something we can all work on and should be working on daily. And I'll explain a little bit how you can do that every single day. So let's get into it. Hey everybody, Andrew Love here. And today I'm gonna do something different. I'm just gonna keep on trying different stuff every now and again. We'll go back to the normal because you create a sense of familiarity when you got something that's been going on for a while, and I get that. But at the same time, we need to constantly reiterate. That means to iterate again and again and again and again. That means to constantly improve. So. If you ever have feedback, I'm all ears, so's Benji. But today I wanted to try something different and let me know how it sits. Let me know if you like it or not. Basically, I've chosen three songs that I felt would be really good. I'm listening to one of them and you can't hear it, but I'm listening to it so that I can get into the flow of the song. But messages through music are subversive. It's so amazing in a scary way. <laughs> how much a song can get inside of you. And you think it's just the melody, but it's also the message that's getting into your bones and even your subconscious mind. And it's a sneaky way of getting messages out into the world because it's at a vibrational unconscious level. So it's not that I'm trying to brainwash you, but I'm just trying to wrap the message that I'm talking about today inside of these songs that I've chosen. I've got the rights for them, so don't worry about that. But I really wanted to talk about being spiritually naked today. This is going to be a solo cast, a bit of a rant, but come with me on this voyage because I think that this is one of the great negative impacts of our present culture is that we're so obsessed with a quick fix that we don't know what we're losing in this transaction of this, the pornification of our world is squeezing out all of these vital elements from the sexual transaction. We're losing the internal because we're so obsessed with the external, okay? So let's get into that. In our kind of free sex culture, our pornified culture, this obsession with, I don't know, bodies and positions and scenarios, right? It's becoming more niche, just like all algorithms. And you think about social media, you could talk about your Instagram feed, YouTube is really good at this. The algorithm feeds you the stuff that it thinks that you want to see. And this is very true of the pornification of our society, which is it's this give and take of the more that you consume of something, be it a certain variety of sexual acts, the more that it feeds you stuff, not only that you're already watching, but stuff that it thinks you'll want to watch. And it's leading you down this road. And we know that with 
pornography that means more and more intense and violent and extreme forms of abuse basically that's what it's feeding us and we don't know that we're going down this road because it's very subtle it's not like this quantum leap of you're watching some very mundane sexual acts and then you're watching violent it's just this progression of watching this perversion of the sexual act okay and don't worry this is not going to be all about porn but i want to talk about what that does to us so in a very broad sense the trade-off is that we are losing the sacredness of sexuality in the pursuit of going after something that's going to give us a strong exciting feeling of sexuality now in the moment through watching porn through masturbating through gratifying our instant needs right now we are sacrificing the nuance of sex in general meaning the internal nature of sexuality the love the eternal nature of the person even the emotions of the people that we're watching we don't get to experience them on any level because we don't care because when we have that tunnel vision we are willing to sacrifice somebody else's emotions and our emotions the emotions that we're going to feel in 3 hours from now we sacrifice those to feel good in our body right now okay and what that does is it closes us off little by little to the possibility of being open ourselves and to be open with other people okay and this can take form if you're a single person i want you to understand that being spiritually naked means to be who you are flaws and everything with your friends with your family with your loved ones with your coworkers or your schoolmates it means you're kind of afraid to let people know who you really are because you think that they're going to reject you this is a trade off from our culture guys and gals and a huge part of that is porn so i want to kind of give you a bit of an analogy here and that is sarcasm i grew up in a very sarcastic time in history i was in high school in the 90s and that's when shows like friends and seinfeld were at their pinnacle like everybody was watching these things and they were essentially about people being very defensive and negative towards one another. If you look at a show like Friends, and I don't mean to pick on it, but it's just a great example of where our culture was at. They were six friends who basically just made fun of each other and were very they said they loved each other and were committed to each other. The show's called Friends for God's sakes, but they were not very loving or caring towards each other on any level. They slept with each other. They did all sorts of like <laughs> just nasty stuff to each other, right? And the result, the net result was that their natures, their characters were close-hearted towards each other, and so their personalities therefore became sarcastic, which means you kind of say what you don't mean and you don't say what you do mean. So you say kind of the opposite. So sarcasm is like irony where If you see somebody with an ugly shirt instead of saying, "Hey, you have an ugly shirt." You say, "Oh, nice shirt." And you say it with this kind of hint of you're insulting them even though you're using nice words, which is very vindictive, right? But I'm not here to just damn sarcasm. It has its place, but it's the result of close-heartedness is all I'm saying. And I've studied this a lot because it was a part of me. I had to unravel this, and this is what I want to get to is when i was faced with the idea of becoming kind of religious in my late 20s 
I wasn't really interested in, is there a God and anything like this? Or like, is the Bible real? It's not a concern that I had whatsoever. For all I cared, it was all just throw it on the fire. It was not, I had dismissed it fully. What I really cared about and why I gave religion a chance and have stuck around for the past 15 years is because I was wondering, can you be pure hearted again? Which means that I had created this life where I wasn't able to really reveal my full self. I didn't let people know my deepest, darkest mistakes, my deepest, darkest thoughts that I was carrying around with me. I presented myself as a very nice, loving person, but if you spent enough time with me, you'd see that I'd have this section of my life that I sequestered, that I sectioned off from people's view. And if people got too close, I'd have to let go of them or whatever. But I realized that that was killing me. That was like a cancer to my soul that had been rotting my hopes and dreams and any potential that I had from long lasting love until I confronted it. And that's what knowing God and learning about true parents and all this helped me to have a pure heart again and allowed me to go through the process of becoming spiritually naked. You have to understand that our society right now, the result, if you look at the result, people don't typically want to get married and they don't typically want to have kids. This is a statistical fact and it's quite alarming the rate at which childlessness is impacting our culture. And you think, well, what's the reason? People use excuses like it's too expensive to have kids or it's inconvenient. But if you look beyond that, if you look below that, there's fear. There's obviously fear that's driving this. And it's a lot of it just because people don't want to look at themselves and they don't want that part of themselves. They have a part of themselves that they don't want to reproduce. Like if you have kids, well, what if you don't like yourself? Then you have a second self that you now also don't like, right? So what if you have this aspect? And this is not a judgment of other people. I was exactly there. I remember announcing to my family when I was about 20 that I would never have children. And I said it was for environmental reasons, right? And I remember my sister at the time, she's like, well, what if you had kids that could be a part of the solution that could resolve our environmental problems? And I was like, nah, no, 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 I just couldn't see it. But what I was really afraid of deep down inside was that I was gonna do to them what I felt was done to me, which was raise them in a way that wasn't complete because I had unresolved stuff within me, right? So to love, you have to understand everybody is a risky proposition to show somebody who you really are. Like with me and my wife, like when we were going through the matching process and getting blessed, it was this process of us telling each other who we really are and revealing ourselves to one another. And it was scary because what if that person rejected us? What if they didn't want to be with us because of what we'd done in the past or what we really think about certain things? Some people are in a relationship, a marriage, and they don't express what they really think to their spouse because they're afraid of what that person will say or how they will react. And so they're never spiritually naked in front of that person. And so they block their hearts from experiencing that other person because they're not giving them a chance to react. You're withholding, but at the same time, you are not able to be free yourself. So you're blocking freedom from occurring on both sides. So to be spiritually naked is completely to show your full self 
in all your glory and in all of your potential terror, right? We have some dark thoughts, but to have somebody in your life who knows it all and to accept you nonetheless, that is true love. That's the stuff that we don't make movies about. We don't have a culture that celebrates that. We have a culture that only talks about the pretty things in life, the nice things, not the darkness. And that's why we don't get to experience the fullness of love. Hey, if you're getting something good from this episode, you will probably really enjoy our other podcast, The Blessed Couple Podcast, where we talk about how to create a smashing marriage and experience God in the process. And yes, we talk a lot about sex. We have incredible guest speakers that I think you're going to really love. All you have to do is search for Blessed Couple Podcast on your favorite podcast player, or just click the link in the description of this episode. Thanks. Back to the show. But I want to let you know that there are many things within marriage that are quite ugly and gruesome. Childbirth is simultaneously the most frightening thing and the most beautiful thing that I've ever experienced. Maybe this is not the case for everybody, but for me, I was mortified because I could not control anything. It was all happening to my wife and our subsequent sons. But I was sitting there trying to help and I couldn't really do much, to be honest. I could support her, but even there, we were told by our midwife that there will be a point during this labor where she will say, get away from me because she doesn't want your help because it's just, she's got to focus. And I was like, no, you don't know us, but it completely happened. She, in the beginning of our first son's labor, she was like, honey, I need you. And so I was like massaging her and all this stuff. And at a certain point, she's like, don't touch me. <laughs> Just let me focus. I was like, all right. But during that experience, I was terrified. Emotionally, it was very trying. Spiritually, it was very trying. But also physically, it was gross. There's a lot of fluids that are like the embiotic fluids. The thing that a child is born in, it's born in this sack, this bag. And it's all the stuff comes out. It's gross. It's all inside stuff that then becomes outside stuff. And nobody really teaches you about that until you experience it. And so you see that's a very naked physically moment, right? But again, some people don't want to see their spouse's gross stuff. The fact that their spouse goes poo, the fact that their spouse has boogers, the fact that we all get sick every once in a while and weird fluids come out of all of our orifices. We don't like to talk about that in our society because it's not sexy. Because we want to, especially porn teaches us that the opposite sex is just for sex stuff, not for gross stuff, just sex stuff. And that's why in the principle, divine principle, it talks about the four realms of heart. That means to learn the gross stuff about the opposite sex. It's actually quite important. It helps you take off the husband wife hat and see the brother sister hat, which is we're all just bags of goo. That's what our bodies are. It's just a bunch of gross stuff that's contained with this nice skin, but it protects us from seeing the bones, the cartilage, the tendons, the guts, all the fluids flowing around, which is if we didn't have our skin, imagine how gross we would look, right? But we're so focused on the skin. Porn teaches us that, that even on a physical level, we don't want people to be gross. But this is what I'm saying, guys. If you can accept all of that, then you understand that it improves the quality of your love and that subsequently improves the quality of your sex life. There's a statistical fact out there 
that married sex is better than hookup sex. Why is that? It's because with hookup sex, you never get to know the other person. And that's, we're spiritual beings, we're emotional beings. So when that part of us is integrated in the sexual act, and you cannot do that. I know there's a lot of kind of new agey people that try to incorporate the two and say that spirituality can be achieved with polyamory, which means I can have sex with many different people and it's still a sacred act because they want to divorce longevity and you cannot know somebody in a short period of time. I think I've said this on the podcast. Somebody told me once, you do not know your spouse until you've been married for at least 20 years. I've been married to my wife for now 11 years and I can say that I'm just really starting to get to know her because it's this process of unraveling. She's revealing herself to herself and me simultaneously, okay? So marriage, the more that you, and I'm talking about a healthy marriage here, when you're truly invested into one another, the bonding that you're experiencing on an emotional level from day to day helps to culminate in the sexual act being emotional and spiritual as well as physical okay as well as mental that's when all of you as an entity as a person integrates with all of the other person as an entity two minds two hearts two spirits and two bodies coming together creating this harmonious act of the yin yang symbol that's give and take at its highest form okay but that can only happen if you are spiritually naked if your heart isn't fully revealed to the other person, then you're inhibiting the act of sex from being a full act. It's only three quarters. It's only whatever, right? So if you're a single person listening to this, to understand that pornography and our culture is inhibiting your ability to be open-hearted in general, because you have this transactional thinking towards sex you are losing so much so to get rid of that just for obviously the mental reasons right what porn does to you, the chemical cocktails within your brain and your body subsequently but emotionally the, you cannot be fully open if you're viewing people as a commodity because you are thinking about them from your body not from your heart and not from your spirit so to remove that as a barrier means that even as a single person practicing loving your brothers and loving your sisters, loving your aunts and uncles, loving your parents, loving yourself and loving God fully and open-heartedly means to reveal your full self, to let people know your fears, your greatest fears, the things that keep you up at night, the things that you're most ashamed of. That's how you work on this stuff. And it, I don't mean to walk around telling everybody about this. Sometimes we need to first start in therapy or first start with a pastor, somebody who can really handle this and then work our way into telling other people like our parents, telling people like our friends. It's a process because sometimes there's some really deep, dark stuff. But the idea is that the more that you process it, the less that it dictates who you should be and how you should feel. If you don't tell people who you really are, then that shame that you have inside of you that dictates what you can and cannot do. It'll dictate, can I go to the blessing? No, why? Because I don't love myself. And all of a sudden these emotions that you have that are unresolved are preventing you from living the life that you want. So your thinking mind says, I want to go to the blessing. And then this unresolved stuff, let's say a regret or this feeling like I suck, 
controls your heart and then that controls your brain and then you're like, I can't go to the blessing. That's how it works. So to be spiritually naked is a process of understanding yourself and revealing yourself to the people in your life. And if you are blessed, which I am, there's always more work to be done because there's things that we think that are not aligned with who we want to be. And to process that is not to keep it inside. It's to pray about it, but it's also to talk about it. Okay. So this spiritually naked is not something that you like a, something that you just do and then it's done. It's something, it's a state of being like all things in our high noon realm means to constantly talk about difficult things. So within a marriage, it's daily effort. It's saying sorry. Sometimes last night, just give you an example. We were playing Harry Potter clue and it devolved into this disastrous event where I got so frustrated at my kid because he knocked over water and it spilt all over everything in mid game. And I was like, oh my God, ah, what are you doing? Right? We stopped the game and we had to dry off all the pieces and everything. And at the end of the night, I sat everybody down before we prayed at the end of the night and I apologized. And I said, look, I did not handle that well. We were all talking to each other in a kind of a negative way. And so I apologize. So my spiritual nakedness was like, look, I did not act appropriately. I'm super sorry about this. This is why I did this. And this is how I think we can do better. And everybody, it was a very nice conversation. Then we laughed and then we prayed and it was beautiful. So to talk about these things, even with our kids, even with everybody, that's to be naked and unashamed. And that's spiritually naked. And that will provide you with the greatest highest form of sexuality because it allows you to connect with God through sex. And as a single person, again, that means to process life as it comes at you by talking about things, by praying about things, this vertical and the horizontal all integrated into your life. So I know that was probably a lot, but I think it's such a vital aspect of life that many people don't have because it's a lost art form because we don't have communities. We try to deal with stuff by ourselves, but that's the worst thing you can do. Talk about things with your family, guys. Talk about things with your friends. Process this. This is how we're going to get through the next phase of humanity. All right. If you guys ever have any questions, please let us know here at High Noon. We love to help. We love to talk. God bless you guys. Take it easy. Andrew Love here and I just wanted to let you know that we have completely revamped our offering known as the Ascend program. Now if you've been with us for a while you know that the Ascend program has been our flagship porn recovery program for years and we've added a lot of content we've tweaked things here and there but recently we've completely done an overhaul in terms of our approach to recovery and here's why. You see, originally we tried to appeal to everybody and we just let everybody come in. Anybody who said that they wanted to tackle porn, we just let them join. And there's a very low barrier of entry. But what we found was that a lot of people who thought they were ready to tackle their porn addiction or who kind of wanted to, they didn't always show up in the best way. And they, in many cases, brought the group dynamic down. And so what we've done is we've made the barrier of entry a little higher. And in turn, we've made our offering much more powerful. 
let me explain. So when you sign up now, there is a small fee for everybody to sign up, but you get that money back once you finish that quarter. It's in kind of an escrow as a challenge for you to take your time more seriously because if you put money into something and you're only gonna get it back out if you really try, if you really attend your classes, if you really do all the work, then guess what? Your motivation to do that work is much higher. So that's the first thing. Second thing is we are, of course, offering our weekly call groups as a part of the Ascend program. So you'll have your group that you meet with every single week, and that's super important. But in addition to that, you're going to get daily accountability. You'll be able to message with somebody every single day in order to stay on track with your North Star goal. And more than that, every quarter you get two one-on-one -on -one calls with a high noon staff. That is a one-on-one -on -one call where we do a deep dive into where you're at and where you're going. And we help you to diagnose precisely what actions will be most useful for your time, for your energy, so that you can get the biggest results for your energy spent. So we are doing our best here at Highland to make sure that you grow the most in the shortest amount of time. It's all a part of our new roadmap that we've created. Anyway, we've been doing this for a while, but we are always getting better and better. And this quarter, the first quarter in 2023 is going to be monumental. So please sign up for this Ascend program. Take it super seriously and just watch what happens. Watch how your life transforms in a short period of time.